I trust that you'll forgive me this morning if I speak not about Holy Week, but about Palm Sunday. It seemed to me that the church misses an opportunity to do so by moving on to today's lessons, to the events that are to come in the week ahead, instead of considering what happens today. The Palm Sunday story is not a new one for most of us, but the recounting of the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem at the start of this holy Jewish week can be overshadowed by the lesson from the gospel about the powerful events that occurred at week's end. And while they are part of the church's official lessons for this day, I'm I decided not to say very much about them. Because I think it's useful to view the stories of Jesus in their own time present and not always from the future. I wanted to think about what this day meant then to those who lined the street and waved branches in celebration. The innocence of ignorance is not always easy to recapture. Yet if we can, it may offer new insights into crucial events. I'm indebted to a passage about a radio play written by the English author Dorothy Sayers in 1943 for reminding me of this. Sayers' play, The Man Born to Be King, was broadcast in England in 12 installments during the Second World War, while England was still in crucial danger, enduring blackouts, bombings, thousands of civilian deaths, and with the uncertainty of war's outcome still hanging over that audience. In her broadcast introduction to the play, Sayers points out what little personal emotional impact the story of Holy Week has for modern readers and hearers. The repetition of events dulls us to their impact, she said, for the Christian affirmation is that a number of quite commonplace human beings in an obscure province of the Roman Empire killed and murdered God Almighty quite casually, almost as a matter of religious and political routine and certainly with no notion that they were doing anything out of the way. We, the audience, know what they were doing. The whole point and poignancy of the tragedy is, is lost unless we realize that they did not. So what did happen this day? Jesus entered Jerusalem as something of a celebrity. Most of those who had heard him or heard of him thought of him as a gifted and believable prophet. His entry was crowded with people, the believers, the curious, the doubtful, possibly some hecklers. But what is true about everyone in that crowd is that nobody there knew what the week would bring. They didn't know it was his last week, that he would be tried and condemned, that he would be executed, that he would defeat death, in the resurrection. Many modern scholars believe Jesus himself knew of potential danger, but not of the details. 
I think of the Jesus who enters Jerusalem as a man, not a magician, not a fortune teller, not an angel, and none in the crowd could have predicted the week ahead. We, on the other hand, have a very hard time not thinking of it. Yet if we want to understand the impact of this day, we need to try. Jesus here is in triumph, and that, in fact, is what seems to precipitate much of the trouble. He's disclaimed and insulted for his very success. Those with power, religious, political, military, monetary, are, as we all know, willing to fight to keep their advantages. We don't need to look very far to understand this. Jesus' fame was a danger to him, and he knew that. His followers were enthusiastic. That's part of the irony of fame. The more people cheer, the harder it is to escape the spotlight. Jesus had chosen a humble mount to ride into the city. He might have walked, as he seems to have gone most places, but he and his group realized that he would be safer mounted. He chose a humble ride. Today, we remember the enthusiastic demonstration that heralds Jesus into the central city of Judaism, where he will observe the most sacred of Jewish holidays, the Passover, the day when Jews celebrate their unique role as a people set apart by God. There is nothing in the beginning of the Passover week to suggest that anybody there then thought of this as a time for special setting aside of a new and different identity. And Jesus did not come to Jerusalem on this day to become a sacrificial lamb. He came as a devout Jew to honor his own people, even as he urged them to widen their special place in God's world by welcoming the whole world. Today's collect reminds us that his plan is for everyone. I believe that he intended to preach and welcome. I believe it is not within his plan to be himself the sacrifice. Yet we find it hard to ignore what is to come because we are not there in the street cheering, but here in real time, some 2,000 years later. We can't stop knowing what is to happen, but we rejoice that we can imagine being in that crowd lining the street of Jerusalem to welcome the prophet, the means to do so were wildly and cruelly altered after this day, but we still have a day of hope and trust, triumphant entry, lessons of Christ's mission before the darkness of week's end and the glory of Easter to live out. Those in Britain who first heard Sayers play the man born to be king were in the midst of the blitz, a nightly bombardment of, a nightly bombardment of London and most of southern England. Nobody then knew how this war would turn out. Nobody hearing the broadcast of Jesus' joyful entrance to Jerusalem knew if London, indeed if England, would survive the war that was raining down on them as they listened. The ends to both of these stories have made a profound difference in the world. Jesus is betrayed and sacrificed and we know that he emerged from death to save us. 
the Londoners listening to that Holy Week story emerged from the terrible siege they were under. The stories slipped by each other briefly, each with its enormous consequences, each with its victory. Let's follow the course of this week, trying to see the apparent helplessness of those close to Jesus. He rather quickly realizes what is to come. Most of those who cheer this day slip away in fear in the next few days. Jesus is left to make his own self-offering essentially by himself. The lesson he has come to Jerusalem to preach is instead taught by his own sacrifice. The power of an empire acts in apparent casualness. The power of the true authority prevails. The week to be unfolded before us now is at the heart of Christian mystery. Today's simple. Jesus appears in the heart of Judea. His power is a danger. He pays the price. But not today. Today we begin our own steps through the immense power of this week. By, by it, the whole world will be transformed. We are innocent of the price that is about to be paid for our salvation. Today, Jesus seems a very human hero. And if we can stay at this end of the week for a few days, the impact of what follows may be seen anew. It is our holy week. Today, our hero arrives. We need not look past today. The Passover, in all its guises, is yet to come. Amen. Oh,